Are, you, are we one today? That, I heard like three people. That don't sound like 60 people in here. You know, are we one? You can open your mouth, talk back to me. Just don't talk bad. Hey, y'all can tell y'all, I like communication. I like to talk, you know. Just don't be out of order. Yeah? Look at the students is ready today. Hey, sir. I'm ready, Pastor. Friday night was awesome. I've used my instrument. <laughs> yes. Mm. You know, two reasons I ask is because, one, just be obedient. Second is that we're going to have Amiibo that's in the audience. And I want it to fill in. I want it to fill in so we don't have a lot of gaps. Y'all know? Yeah? Amen. And we, can, we can edit all this out. Just need cooperation. Mm-mm. See, and that's what we don't want to do. If I, if I unleash her, it's going to be on. <laughs> Pastor, just let me say what I need to say. See, this is what we do. We always think, well, somebody else will do it. It will when you do it. See, and that's another thing. See, we're separate. We're, we're like, I don't know you. Go sit by somebody you don't know. Hey, how you doing, sister? How you doing, brother? It's, your, it's supposed to be your family. You know, that's why you're supposed to, you know, take baths and smell good. <laughs> have your... Have your birth right and everything. It's important. Now, if that's the case, I understand. <laughs> I'm going to get it moving, but I don't believe in just moving when things are wrong. It's just easier to comply. Don't y'all think? See, last Sunday or the Sunday before last when I was talking, I was talking about the heart. So obviously I need to continue because that's where your issues are. Everything that you have is a heart issue. Who could know it? <laughs> the Bible said your heart <laughs> is evil. It's a... I just love it when people just obey. And, and why you have to be, you know, sort of threatened to, to do it, to just do it? Why can't you just do it? What is, what is it in you that makes you stubborn? I'm going to show you all some things today, what the issue is with all your situation, whether you progress or you digress. Okay? It's your heart. I'm going to stay on the heart because heart is about relationship. Everybody says, love revelation. I'm going to give you a revelation today about your heart. <clears throat> and you should want to be at a place that brings correct. That means you love them. 
You just let you do what you want to do. That's just disobedience and it's chaos. I mean, what's in your heart? What, what is it? What is it? Ask yourself, everyone that's sitting here, when I ask you to fill in and you stay there, ask yourself, why do I do this? Ask yourself that. I see something like that. I could actually move, but I'll stay right here. Somebody else. What is it in your heart? What is it? How is your thinking like that? Can you answer it? You're comfortable where you're at. That's the, that's the problem. Never get comfortable where you're at. When you're comfortable where you're at, you can't grow. When you're comfortable when you're at, you won't unite. When you're comfortable where you're at, you won't unify. See? Just a little simple thing. Watch this. Today, I'm going to talk about giving. Mm. <laughs> I'm going to teach on giving to give, not giving to get. See, this is what happened with the church. Just, yeah, you're going to teach about giving. but not giving to get. Giving to give. You can't talk about giving except you talk about the heart. It's impossible to talk about giving if you don't talk about the heart. Yeah? I'll just jump right in it today because I'm not, and it's, it's another thing. You know, you know teaching and I really pour our lives out to you. And we show you or we expose, we, we let you into our lives. How I treat her, how I talk about her. Y'all see that we're connected. You'll see the love and the harmony that we have, don't you? The ones that are around, the ones that are really connected. So my thing is, how come if you see that, it doesn't make you want to make your marriage in the same shadow? How come you can't follow that? I mean, folks will follow, you know, your, your, you got earrings or your clothes and all that, but they won't follow my heart. What, what I'm doing here? How come you can't see what I'm doing inside, but you see the exterior? But you can't see the interior. One that tells me you're carnal. Teach you a lot of things, but we get very little results. We're still in conflict with our spouse. Why? Well, if I'm in conflict with them, I'm in conflict with God. Because true love and affection is with God and man. You are deceived. thing you we we gotta come out of this deception that you got it together why it's easy to follow watch that's what an apprentice does he goes on the actual journey of the one he's following that's what a disciple does 
then you, if you follow, you can't murmur. You can't complain. You might not understand everything I say or do. Just watch. It'll, it'll pan out in the end. Because it's teaching you something on the journey. No, we want it instantly. Something very simple is, let's fill in the gaps. Why can't we just all move as one and do it? You know why? Because it's your heart. That tell me, you don't receive me as your pastor. That's what, it, that's what it shows me. That means you do what you want to do. You hear what you want to hear. Something real simple. Talking about giving to give, not giving to get. I need y'all to pay close attention to the teaching today. Just like you should do every teaching. Just like Friday night teaching. You should have came in here ready today just worship, just tear up. We had to extend the service for another hour because you're still worshiping. And I told you, he showed you how he's robbing you. He's robbing you. And you just let him in. I told y'all that why he was kicked out of heaven. I told y'all, I taught you Satan's desire was ultimately to be worshipped. He was a worshiper in heaven. The praises of the angelics flowed through him. It was supposed to flow through him to God. God owned the worship. But he wanted to take some for himself and give God the rest. That's when God said, that's it. You got to leave. So he's doing the same thing to you when you don't open your mouth and you don't thank God for the life that you have in you. See, you're allowing him to rob you. And an account, listen, it's accredited. It's, it, it's meaningful to God when you raise your hands to him. See, when you raise your hands and they come to your palms, that's when you're received. But when you turn them out, that means that you want to transmit this is who you are. Go ahead, Pastor. This is most of us. Instead of, see? So. And he said in the scripture, you are his workmanship. You are God's workmanship. Created in his very image, icon, Nike. That's where they. All right. I'm going to leave here. I hope y'all came. I just, I don't want to, I'm shepherding right now. I don't want to have you misled and go the wrong way. Told you, you don't want to be on the outskirts. You want to be close. That's where the wolves are on the outside. Looking for the weak ones. The disobedient ones. The outlier sheep. The one that, that don't really need to be with the rest. But yet he's still the flock. See, this is what happens. It's the same thing. I need y'all to get the connection. You are sheep. The Bible, he, he places you as sheep. Man, 
I heard a pastor tell me that sheep are dumb. That's why they need a separate. That is crazy. No, sheep are intelligent, smart. They know the voice of their shepherd. They know his face. Mm-mm-mm. Y'all can get taught right. Okay. Let's do this. Do I need to go to Proverbs again today? Are y'all all right? All right I, need, I got a lot of ground to cover today. Let you out early. <laughs> got four things I really want to share with you about your heart, but I probably want to get to two this week. But I got you next week too. Amen? Amen. All right. So uh, let's go to Matthew 7. Uh, minister, you have the King James, now have the New King James and the Amplified up. But we're going to read primarily from the New King James, all right? Matthew chapter 7, mm-hmm. verse 1 and 2. I'll teach y'all some familiar scriptures that I know you heard before. I'm going to give you some understanding, though. Okay? <laughs> All right. Amen. Matthew chapter 7 at verse 1. I can only try. In the New King James Version. Judge not that you be not judged. For with what judgment you judge, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. That is a scripture that, in, that the enemy uses with saints against each other. But I'm going to bring some clarity, y'all, today, some clarity on this scripture. Okay? Ah, okay. Read that one more time. Verse 1. Judge not that you be not judged. For with what judgment you judge, you will be judged. Mm. And with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. I got a question. Can I ask y'all? Did y'all hear money mentioned anywhere in there? Sure? Okay. You didn't hear money nowhere in there, right? Okay. The context of this scripture, the context is judging. Okay? Don't judge or you'll be judged. I want y'all to do something with me today since we are so obedient, right? I want y'all to commit to short-term memory. The first phrase and the last phrase. Okay? Mm -hmm. But you're going to have to cooperate with me today. All right? I don't normally do this, but I needed to do it today. Okay? I need you to repeat something after I say it. Okay? Are y'all ready? All right. Judge not, and you will not be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. Okay. You still have some people. Isn't that just incredible? (sighs) Okay. I'm not going to tell you touch your neighbor. Y'all know I can't stand that. But I am asking you to to obey, to be obedient in what I'm trying to get to you. But you have to give utterance to it. 
See, you think it's not when you speak, man is a spirit. And when you speak, you're speaking spirit. And we're speaking the word of God, which is spirit and truth. Why won't you speak? See? Children of disobedience. All right, we're going to try this again. Minister, go to Luke 6. Okay, we're going to try it again. Judge not, and you will not be judged. Judge not, and you will not be judged. And with the measure you use, it will measure you back to you. All right. Now that sounds like one. See, but you could say it, and your heart still be wrong. Because I asked you to say it. I told you, don't pay attention to how I said, what I said. You want to be what? An active listener. Yeah. You don't want to be a what? A passive listener. A passive listener listens with his emotions, yeah. which allows you to miss what you need to hear. Okay? That's why you, you got to keep repeating to your kids. Because yeah. <laughs> they're passive listeners. Bad. All right. I told y'all the ones y'all to keep something in short-term memory, right? Go to Luke 6, 37. So we saw it in, Mark, in Matthew, right? In the Synoptic Gospels, right? They're reviewing the same incident. All right, let's go. Luke chapter, 30, Luke chapter 6 and mm -hmm. verse 37. Judge not, and you shall not be judged. Mm-hmm. Condemn not, and you shall not be condemned. All right. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. All right. All right. Judge not, and you shall not be judged. Now look at the last sentence. <laughs> now look at the last sentence in verse 38. Verse 38. The last sentence says, for with the same measure, measure. that you use, mm -hmm. it will be measured back, back to, to you. you. I know I said 38, 7, 37, 38, but maybe a few of you might need verse 40. <laughs> We're going to jump in. You might need verse 40 just for a minute. They read that one. Verse 40. A disciple is not above his teacher, but everyone who is perfectly trained will be like his teacher. Uh, that's an apprentice. Uh -huh. That's what I'm trying to do. Yeah. Read it one more time. You got to amplify it? I do. Yes. A pupil is not superior to his teacher, but everyone, when he is completely trained, mm. readjusted, restored, set to rights and perfected will be like his teacher. So he's establishing the relationship between me and you. You and your teacher. With all your wisdom and knowledge, you are not superior. See, it's out of order when you think like this. 
child and a parent. Yeah, same thing. And when I ask you to move up, that's still training. See, see where we're at. Read it one more time, amplify it. A pupil is not superior to his teacher, but everyone, when he is completely trained, readjusted, restored, set to rights, and perfected, will be like his teacher. Who don't want to be like that? In some ways, you, as I follow Christ, you should still, you still have to have someone to identify to. The Bible said, mark them. If you can't mark your pastor, who can you mark? Who are you patterning? This is why you have teachers to teach you. See our understanding? Understanding? See how we do? See how the enemy just gets and infiltrates your mind and your thoughts? That's pride. Mm, mm, mm. You saw what happened to Satan when, when his pride came in, right? All right. All right. Just thought I wanted a little side note just to make sure you keep you in balance because some think that whatever. You can feel a lot of things when you are in your call. When I'm your shepherd, when I'm in my call, I can feel a lot of things from you. Y'all don't yet see, and people just don't believe that. Maybe not a true, not a false shepherd, but a true shepherd can. That's his job. You can sit, you can sit there, and I can, I can tell you're still not quite receiving. It's hard. You're in proximity to me. Okay. And we're supposed to be echad, one. I mean, if I got a headache, my feet feel it. They know it. It's in the body. Okay. <sighs> okay. Okay, back to verse 38. <laughs> Understand this. See, I wouldn't have to do that with just that kind of stuff in the atmosphere. Okay? All right. If it ain't you, pray for the person by you. <laughs> it is somebody. All right. Understand this. In the parallel passages, but I, what I want to show you in the verse is in the middle that I believe that is taken out of context and not understood. So it's not understood in Luke 36 or should I say 37 and 38. Judge not and you shall not be judged. Condemn not and you shall not be condemned. Forgive and you will be forgiven. Now, verse 88, verse 38 says this, give. Okay, hold up. Minister, go back. You there? I am. All right. You in 38 there? So if you read 37, let's read this right here. Read 37 again. Come on. Read verse, 37. Verse 37. Here we go. Judge not, and you shall not be judged. Okay. Condemn not. 
and you shall not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Then in 38, the very next word is give. Okay. And it will be given to you. Right? Uh-oh. Good measure. Yeah, where that one at? Hmm? Go ahead. Go ahead and read that. Give, and it will be given to you. Good measure. Pressed down, mm. shaken together, and running over will be put into your bosom. Okay, hold on. Give, and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over will be put in your bosom. For with the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. Okay, this might be shocking to some of y'all. Again, money is not mentioned here. Mm. So your context. It's everything. It's context, pro-text, and your pretext. It doesn't appear nowhere in that verse, do it? Mm. Most of the time when you hear Luke 6.38... Correct? You think money. Come on now. If you've been in church any amount of time, a day. A day, you heard that. Okay. See, see, I want to bring some correction to us. I'm going to bring some understanding to how you've been taught. Okay. See, when we hear the word give, we instantly think money, especially in the church. Can I get an amen? amen. I know that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Watch this. People ask questions, how often do you preach on giving at your church? I say all the time. All the time. They're going to look at you funny, though. The question they meant to ask is how often do you preach on giving money? Yep. Come on, talk, talk now. Talk, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right. Oh, we teach on giving all the time. Okay. The question is, they want to ask. See, communication is everything, teacher. What they really want to know is how much do you preach on giving money? Yeah. That decides whether I come there or not. Okay, we're going to talk about it. I promise you we're going to talk about it. Okay. That topic of money should be covered in stewardship and worship. See, a lot of times they, they, might, they might discover, they might teach it in stewardship, but it's part of worship. So it has to be in worship and stewardship when you talk about money. Yeah, we do that. She's got a book coming out. You'll be right in there. Yep, it's coming out. There's a difference 
in teaching on giving and giving money. There's a difference in teaching on giving and giving money. Those are two separate things. Okay? They're not the same. They're two separate things. I need y'all to really understand that this is how Satan gets into your heart and your treasure. Because where your heart is, there is your treasure. Y'all can say, that's what the Bible says. You can say what you want, but the Bible says that. You can't preach on grace and not talk about giving. Because God so loved that he gave his only begotten son. So you can't talk about grace without talking about giving. You can't preach or teach on marriage without talking about giving. Mm -hmm. Because the marriage will not work if you're not givers. You can't talk about marriage. You can't talk about the marriage conference and have all that they walk them in. Because you, you can't because you would have to talk about giving. You can't talk about marriage if you don't talk about giving. You can't have a marriage if you're not both givers. Mm. Well, God said if it ain't right, don't give. He said he'll blow on it. He said it'd be like holes in your pocket. Nothing stays. See, this is the thing. We, we, I'm going to talk about giving to give, not giving to get. Like you've been conditioned already. Soon to hear giving in church. Oh, Lord. Mm-mm. I'm talking about the heart. See, don't talk about the heart. I'm talking about the heart. Okay. Marriage failed because of, a very, of that very simple issue right there. That even if you're in a relationship, that, that, that relationship, that thing fails for that very simple issue condition because you're not givers. So don't go into a relationship with a man or woman if they're not a giver. Yes, I am talking to you. You want to know who I'm talking to? I'm talking exactly to who you think I'm talking to. Is that me? Yes. I'm talking to you. Your relationship won't work if you're not a giver. It won't work. If it's failing, someone is not a giver. If your relationships are failing, even in a friendship, someone's not a giver. Absolutely. It's not about money, like you've been taught. Financing is not giving. Mm -hmm. Giving applies to every area of your life. You have to understand that giving is about the condition of your heart. Mm-hmm. 
How many of y'all would agree with that? That was a, some of y'all. Some of y'all don't. So, God is after your money in a sense. <laughs> I got to hurry up before they be like, you contradicting yourself. Hold on. In a sense, he is after your money. But not for gain. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Because that's where your heart is. <laughs> that's where your heart is. <laughs> okay. And that's where your treasure is. Okay, watch. Y'all don't think so? Yeah, it is you. Most of our hearts are connected to our wallets. Mm-hmm. Remember, you've been conditioned. You've been conditioned. Mm-hmm. Okay. Woo. If God can get to your wallet, he can get to your heart. All right, now. This is why I've spoken so, so much in the Bible. Finances, your heart, your treasure. Because that's where it is. Now, it controls everything about you. Your faith. Don't get mad at me. This is what Jesus said in Matthew 6, 21. Matter of fact, since they won't think it's me, read it. Matthew 6, 21. I am. I'm trying to do it fast. I can get y'all out of here. Get mad at me. I'm talking about giving. <laughs> I'm going to get y'all out of here today. I hear it in the spirit. <laughs> read it, read it, man, man of God, read it. Matthew chapter 6 at verse 21. For where your treasure is, uh, there your heart will be also. Woo! Y'all thought it was just me? Okay, hold on, let me see something here. Let me see something here. I'm out of my notes here. Hold on. I love the Holy Spirit. He just tell you, he'll move you. Hallelujah. All right. All right. All right. Y'all hear me singing back down in the, with the praise team? Yeah. Oh, working. Thank you, Minister. He's helping me out. Working on my vocals. My string instrument. Mm-mm. Mm. Man. <laughs> Okay, all right. I just want to say that because I love this part about in, in Matthew 6, 21. There is a good heart. It's just like a good eye. Note that the eye is a gate that gives entrance. Uh-oh, that gives entrance to the mind of the man. What man looks at is what he thinks about. And what he thinks about is what he actually becomes. Chuck can say it. Y'all want to say it again? You want me to take it from the top? Do the people want me to take it to? Okay, I'm going to take it from the top. Okay. We're going to take it from the top. All right. Hey, okay, hold on. It's all right. Here we go. I love sorry, man. 
Here we go. Here we go. Janae like, what? Oh, she's asleep. Here we go. All right. I said, there is a good heart. It's just like a good eye. That the eye is a gate that gives entrance to the mind of the man. What man looks at is what he thinks about. And what he thinks about is what he actually becomes. So if you're just looking at women for lust, guess what you become? Mm-hmm. That works both ways. If a man focuses upon Jesus, who is the light of the world, then his mind and heart will be full of light. Therefore, the deeds of his body will be deeds of light. Singleness of the eye and heart means that a person sets his attention or his attractions upon the Lord Jesus, Yeshua, for the purpose of doing his very will. Your eye gate is so important. Mm, mm, mm. Just a kind of little side thing. I wanted to hit us on that. That was good? All right. All right. Here we go. We're moving right along. Let me look ahead. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Watch this, teacher. So if your treasure is in the start market, you'll be checking every 15 minutes to see the NASDAQ, see if your dividends have grown. All right. You put your heart there. Yeah, you will. You'll be checking. You ain't put but $50 in there. You checking to see if that thing's a million yet. Your heart follows your treasure. Mm-hmm. You want your heart in the kingdom? Then put your treasure in the kingdom. Yeah? Mm-hmm. All right. No, yeah, they, they ain't hear nobody say, say that again, Pastor. I'm going to say that again anyway. If you want your heart in the kingdom, you need to put your treasure in the kingdom. Okay, in those verses that we had just read in Matthew 6, 37, 38, right? God is talking about judgment, condemnation, and forgiveness, despite what you've been taught. Don't judge or you will be judged. Don't condemn or you will be condemned. Forgive and you will be forgiven. All right. Then he says, right after that, give. Right after all that, he said, give. So you don't never tie those two together. He said, give. Okay, comma. What's he saying, though? Give judgment. Y'all going to like this. He's saying give judgment. And judgment will be given back to you. Hey. Oh. Hey, y'all got to understand something here. I'm going to let it sit there for a minute. Hold on. Hold on. See, everybody keep thinking it's bad. 
You've been conditioned to hear judgment is bad, but judgment is love. You've been taught wrong. See, the kind of enemy come in and twist your scripture. All right. See, and another thing, when you read scripture, read it slow. Read it slow so your spirit can catch up with Holy Spirit. Just read slow. Slow it down. You, you're going 100 miles an hour. You can't see that sign say it's 25. You're going too fast. Slow down so you can read it. Then you can obey. All right. I'm going to teach on obedience because we got to get that spirit of disobedience out of you. <sighs> okay. Y'all want me to say it again? Give judgment, and judgment will be given back to you. Good judgment is this. An opinion or decision that is based on careful thought. The act or process of forming an opinion or making a decision after careful thought. The act of judging something or someone. The ability to make a good decision about what should be done. That's, that's a definition of a good judgment. Judgment in itself, I mean, I could read that again if you need me to. It's on the video, but I'll read it again. All right. All right, All right. and the app. <laughs> good judgment means this. An opinion or decision that is based on careful thought. The act or process of forming an opinion or making a decision after careful thought. The act of judging something or someone. The ability to make a good decision about what should be done. Judgment in itself means the ability to make a considered decision or come to a sensible conclusion. Judge and ye shall be judged. Oh, we don't get this. Oh, we miss it all the time because you don't know we're judging. You think, oh, don't judge me. I'm supposed to. I'm supposed to have good judgment because if I do, that good will come back. So if you don't like your marriage, you, you didn't make a good judgment. But that's not the end of all. You keep forgetting this small little element. You save. That's the problem. You forgot that you were saved. You forgot that you were saved. So look at the judgment now. See, you, you missed the whole understanding of it. No, you're going to have to play this back. <sighs> Y'all missing that. Y'all missing that. Y'all missing it. Why did he say? Then he said, give judgment, condemnation, and forgiveness. He said, when I do that, that'll be given back to me. Good judgment. I'll be able to make good, sound decisions when I judge what is right. 
see this, we, we, we've been tearing this scripture up with each other, using it against each other. I'm supposed to judge you righteously, not according to the world. Mm, mm, mm. See, and another thing, constructive criticism is beneficial. It's going to help develop you. It's going to help you immediately see that character flaw that you refuse to see. Oh, man. I like that. Woo! But see, then the enemy have you think is hate. You don't like me. And you don't understand the difference between help and your emotions. That's a, yeah, you're just too emotional. Just too emotional. I'm tired, I'm tired of these men being all emotional. You're going to be emotional. You're supposed to be leading. Yet you are carnal, the Bible says. Then if you're carnal, now you're double-minded. And that man receives nothing from God. One minute you're in with me, and the next minute you're not. We double dutching. <laughs> That's what we're doing. I'm telling you, see, this is the problem when 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 a marriage is in trouble, like this is what the problem. One, somebody in broken fellowship. Then you can't judge. Use the wrong thing. Use, use the word the wrong way. You, you manipulate it just like the enemy wants you to. Yeah. Okay, here we go. He is. He don't come as Satan. Is she coming up? All right. <laughs> That's my wife and my covenant. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Here we go. Here we go, here we go. Woo, here we go. Y'all clear on judgment, good judgment? Y'all clear on judgment, okay. Here's another part of that, that messes up. Here's another part that we mess up. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, runneth over. Will men give into judgment? Back, I'm going to say it again. All right. I said this is another part that we mess up. Good measure, pressed down. Shaken together and running over will men give judgment back. With the same measure you give judgment, you'll get judgment back. That's the context of that verse. It is life or death where you go. Choose life. Choose God. Ooh, it showed up. That's exactly what it's supposed to do. He said, but all by getting, getting understanding. See, but this is what happens when you leave your Hebraic roots of your faith. And now it becomes a Western religion, religion or faith. You leave the roots of what it, the context, the first, the first century Jew, what his mindset was. And you bring it in until here. This is what happens. You leave the context of the scripture. It's not good enough. It's got to be it's got to be more powerful. 
But, but I'm going to show you something, though. Can I show you something? See, we always got to make the word powerful. It's not. It's already powerful. So this is how. Can I get a drink first? Can I get a drink first? All right. All right. Let me get this. Man. All right. Watch this. I could teach you if you can receive me as your pastor. Your shepherd. Watch this. Watch this. I said that was the context. I'm going to read that one more time. Press down. Uh, say good, good measure. Press down. Shaking together and running over. Will men give judgment back? With the same measure you gave judgment. Good decisions. Will come back to you. Okay. Oh, my goodness. Woo! That's the context of this verse. Judgment, condemnation, and forgiveness. Now. See, once you get that, now we can do this with this scripture. Now you can apply it to other areas. Once you get the context of it, now you can apply it to other areas of your life. All right? Now you can understand the law of sowing and reaping or the law of reciprocity. Okay? Let's do this. So watch this. You give a seed. You don't get back one seed. If I get a seed, see, you're thinking about money. If I get a seed and I place it in the ground, I get a tree. I know I get a seed. I'm going to put an apple seed in the ground. I'm going to get one seed. No, I'm going to get a tree that bears many seeds. All right. Okay. I said, once you have understanding, I'll get back a tree or I'll get back a plant that bears seeds. Mario, you had a son. You, you, God gave you a seed. And inside of your seed, he gave you a son. And inside your son, there are millions of seeds. Inside of your son, he's put, I could start creation all over with his seed. So see, God, see, in God, what he does, see, we, we, we got to make it all powerful. And, you know, you, you give and this, and it's, mm -mm, you're missing, you're missing the understanding of it. You're missing the understanding of Giving. Okay. All right. Okay, here we go. I'm trying to teach. I'm trying to. Thanks for praying for me. So it's better to sow good things. Hello? It's better to sow good things. If you got a bad marriage, you haven't been sowing the good thing. Hello? You got a bad relationship, you haven't been sowing the good thing. Good seeds because they produce after its kind. So you know what you've been sowing. You could get back exactly what you sowed. And more of it. Mm-hmm. 
How are you going to develop a heart of generosity? Hmm? How are you going to develop a heart of generosity? All right. Go to Deuteronomy 15. All right, we got to move it on. Y'all got to give me a second here, too. Okay, I can keep going. All right, here we go. I'm moving, I'm moving, I'm moving. Go to Deuteronomy. <laughs> she said, go fast. No, I got to go fast. Go to Deuteronomy 15. God tells us four things we need to do because it's all about the heart. Deuteronomy 15, 7, and 8. Let's start with verse 7 first. Okay? Don't y'all read ahead. Just wait. Don't do it. Yeah, yeah. Look up on the screen. You might be texting somebody. I don't know. <laughs> All right. You ready? Yes, sir. Deuteronomy chapter 15 at verse 7. All right. If there is among you a poor man of your brethren within any of the gates in your land, which the Lord your God is giving you, you shall not harden your heart nor shut your hand from your poor brother. Oh, we're going to help y'all right here. Hold on. Notice the word giving. God gave you that land. Mm-hmm. Okay. Harden, you say, harden your mind or your heart. It's about your heart. Verse 8. Verse 8. Verse 8. But you shall open your hand mm. wide to him. And willingly lend him sufficient for his need, mm. whatever he needs. Oh, God. We talk about generosity. Generosity is huge. Hospitality is huge with God. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There are four things. I said I'm probably only get to two today. Um, <laughs> we need to uh, be generous givers. It's another thing they've been just kind of tearing that up. You can't be a generous giver if your heart is wrong, darkened, hardened. You can't. And you know it. I'm telling you something you already know. Okay. All right. So here we go. I say there's four things. The first one, deal with a selfish heart. Dealing with a selfish heart. Oh, I need some people to be here. See, the people that need to be here are the ones that need it the most that are not here. Okay. But I need you, if you're here, to be here. Okay? Here we go. All right. Uh, read Deuteronomy uh, 15, 9. Verse 9. Mm -hmm. Beware, lest there be a wicked thought in your heart, Ooh. saying, the seventh year, the year of release, is at hand, and your eye be evil against your poor brother. And you give him nothing. And he cry out to the Lord against you. And it become sin among you. Ooh. He's saying, I'm going to tell it. <laughs> Notice, selfishness is wickedness. In God's eye. And then he said, it becomes sin. Right there in the word. Then he said, every seven years, debt was released. That's called the Jubilee. 
But since you don't keep the feast no more, so God ain't like, okay, y'all don't want to keep it. So every seven years, your debt would be forgiven. It don't matter how much it was, what you owe somebody. I know some of y'all with these student loans be like, yes, re-implement that. Yeah. Oh, that thing is running y'all lives. That thing. Woo. But they don't want to know about it. They don't want to know about the Jubilee. They don't know about every seven years that God would, he would, dis, he would discontinue your debt. Drop it. You don't owe nobody. But what he's saying here is like, I'm not going to give because you know the Jubilee is coming. So I don't want to give you anything. Just wait a few more weeks and you'll have it all released. This is what he's saying. Woo! No, he said, do it now. When God tell you to do something, do it quickly. No, he's saying that scripture. No, wait, we're we in the Jubilee year. It'll be released. I don't have. All right. Here we go. I know y'all want that. Okay. What God was saying there in that scripture is that he really, in, in his love and just his mercy, he created an economic system that you wouldn't have to worry about, that he would take care of your debt. Right? Thank you, Mario. Go ahead, do your thing. I'm going to try it. What God was saying, don't think like this in that verse. Be generous like me. This is what he was saying. Be generous like me. Why did God create giving? Some people say to support his work. Go ahead, it sounds good, don't it? You know that's right. I need a jet because it's going to support the work of God. <laughs> Carl's like that. He called me, I mean, Carl said, he said, be like, I got you all the way. <laughs> it ain't the board. It's, it's what it is. Just turn it up. <laughs> all right, man. Just turn it up, man. Give me all that. All right. <laughs> short is bad enough. Come on, man. All right. All right. I embraced my shortness a long time ago. I tell people I was in, I've been this height, you know, since the first grade. I was big for my age. I was tall. I was tall. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm tall. Here we go. All right, man. You know, I, told, I tell people I, I, I believe I got short because my brother, see, I followed my brother, and I was in the fourth grade, and we was on, on Navy base growing up, and we were smoking in the trees. I said, that was stunted my growth. I inhaled, too. Yes, I did. That's it. I found out what happened. I found out. All my brothers taller than me. All right, much taller. I think it's plausible. I think it's plausible. I think it's plausible. That's all right. But he made me like the David, though. Okay, here we go. Pick that one, the little one. That's what he did. I'm telling you. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Here we go. Okay. <laughs> so why did God create giving? Some people still say it's to support his work, right? Think about that statement for a moment. Does God really need my money to support his work? Mm. I'm just saying, 
Is the dominion power bill in heaven just too high? <laughs> I'm just saying. Is it too high? I mean, are, are the streets got potholes of gold in it? They just need some more money. You know, do he really need to replenish his gold, you know, supply? <laughs> I'm just saying, does it? Does it? <laughs> I'm saying, man, potholes in my lawn. Okay, here we go. All right, there you go. God did not create giving for his sake. He created giving for your sake. Giving more. (laughs) Okay. Giving more than any other activity that a believer does. Watch this. Then any activity that a believer does, giving works selfishness and greed out of you. That's the truth. That's the truth. That's the truth. All right. Okay. Giving more than any activity that a believer does works selfishness and greed out of the lives of of the believer. Giving does that. Oh. Okay. All right. Y'all need to let that marinate for a second. Okay. Here we go. Most preaching today is giving to get. Right? Y'all know what it is. Y'all know what it is. Come on. Just turn it on. You'll hear it. What that does is actually work selfishness and greed back into the church, back into you. Yes, I can. Most teaching today is taught about giving to get. But what that does is actually work selfishness and greed back into your life. That's right. It works all of that back in. See how the enemy does? He take the scripture, you know. He just takes it and it's twisted just a little, just sound, make it sound good. Because you know you're going to be soulless and you're going to listen with your soul and that's your spirit. You're going to listen to praise on your emotions and your need and not the source of it. Oh, man. They, they put all of the trust in giving. He has you so you'll put your trust in giving to get. So then when you don't get, you're disappointed. Then you start a whole church now and and doctrine on that. Just type it in, Google it. False doctrine. All this tithes and offering. I told you all about that. That's all the devil. Hmm. Thank God y'all are hearing the right thing. This whole teaching is about your heart. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Here we go. I said that brings it back into it, right? What makes me sad is that Churches teach the revelation of giving is to give. This is why you're giving. This is why they're giving the wrong revelation, teacher. The revelation is it's better to give than to receive. That's the revelation of giving. It's better to give than 
receive. Okay. Because it's about, oh, oh, your heart. But he has it about you getting things. He has everybody using their faith for things. Oh. He has everybody using their faith for thinking. I believe God for this thing. Y'all missed it. I believe God for this thing. I believe God for this thing. So all of your faith now is in God for things. Okay. All right. We're going to get there, y'all. Can I keep going? Are y'all engaged? All right. All right. Okay, here we go. All right, here we go. I got a confession to make. Can I make a confession? I, I got a little selfishness still in me. Just a little. How come men, maybe the men can talk to me about it. How come is, how come is hard? I'm, I'm selfish about only one thing, my food. I mean, is anybody else in there, man, like that? I'm not going to order anything. I'll have some of yours. I'm like, I will buy you two. I just want mine. <laughs> I don't want to eat it right now. I want to eat it later. I'll take it. I mean, isn't that something? I mean, maybe it's just me. I just, I got that little piece still in me. I just want, can I just have it? I want the cheesecake myself. I will get you two. No, I don't want it. I want yours. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just me. It's... <laughs> All right, okay. I got some more amen on that one. All right, okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I don't want. I don't want my own. I'll just have some of yours. I... Now, I have been very. I've been very open. With my fries. That's my cheat day. Sunday is my cheat day fries, no salt. I love a French fry. It's wrong, it's wrong. But I only do it hopefully one day maybe. So I'm good at that. But I'm getting better. All right. All right. Still that little bit in me. All right. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. I'm, I'm coming to my end here. Okay. So we, we just dealt with what? We just dealt with a selfish heart, right? right. Number two, and I said I'm only going to get to two of them today. Dealing with a grieving heart. Mm. Deuteronomy 10, 15, excuse me, 15, 10. New King James. Woo. Deuteronomy chapter 15 at verse 10. You shall surely give to him. And your heart should not be grieved when you give to him. Mm. Because for this thing, the Lord your God will bless you in all your works Ooh. and in all to which you put your hand. All right. Now he's talking about money. Okay. He's saying giving with the right heart. Giving with the right heart. God will bless you in all of your 
works. If you would just give the $5 in the right heart, if you would just give the $300 in the right heart, he's saying, listen, he said, I will bless the work of your hands. See, everything with us is built in. There is no gospel of prosperity. Everything is built into the word. You just won't obey. You just won't comply. Something simple as asking you to do something like move closer. And I got to give you an explanation about why you shouldn't have to do that. should have just been on command. <laughs> command simply means direction. But you put a negative connotation to that. All right. Woo! Here we go. See, I got to bring that back to you because you're going to forget. All right. All right. If you would only learn to give from the heart. So you're still thinking about money, even though we are talking about it, but it's not about money. I just got to get the money because that's where your heart is. So I got to tell you, I got to, okay. Okay. If you would only give, learn to give from the heart, with the right heart, God blesses everything you do. That's what he said, right? Ain't that what he said? Y'all see it, right? Okay, all right. We need to understand this giving is a heart thing. It's a heart issue. But selfishness attacks us before we can give. And grief attacks us after we give. Yep. Man. Good gracious. Oh, I, I just had a thought. I, I just had a thought. And it's, it's kind of crazy. But we were, t- we were talking about food, right? And I, was, and I was thinking. Can I tell you what I was thinking? Sure. It's a private thought, but can I tell you? Yeah. I was thinking, you know, I don't, have, I, I don't have any cash with me. I was thinking that. I don't have no cash with me. Yeah. Thank you, Mario. And it's got a money clip on it all. Oh, thank you. And I need to, I need to say what I've been thinking more often. Shoot. Man, it worked like my faith is working. Oh, my God. My faith is working. I got it. God. Mmm. Hey. Hey. Y'all know y'all do the same thing. Thank you, Mario. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but what did just happen? Hmm. My goodness. I mean, man responded quick, didn't he? My goodness. Jesus. Probably in his spirit. My goodness. Mm, mm, mm. Well, let's talk about this for a moment. Let's talk about this for a moment. Hmm. Let me think about this for a moment. Kind of awful what I was saying, but let me talk about this for a moment. Hmm. I didn't have any cash, and he gave it to me. Wow. 
He went right up to me and gave it to me. You know why? Because I gave it to him before service. I gave it to him before service. Now look at him, y'all. Look at him. Look at Mario. Yep. Look at him. He's smiling and all. Don't look like he's grieving. Do it. Don't look like he was grieving. Do it. Mm-hmm. He's not grieving because it's mine. He's not grieving because it's mine. Mm-mm-mm. He's not grieving because it's mine. The reason we grieve after we give, the reason we grieve after we give is because you thought it was yours. You thought it was yours. That's why you grieve. That's why you don't give. Y'all see the eyebrows? That's why he's not grieving. Because it's not his. Mm. Oh, so <laughs> consider your ways, the Bible says. See, it's mine. He, he didn't grieve me because he gave me because it's mine. Mm-mm-mm. I'm done here, but hold on. I told you, the reason he gave, he's not grieving as he gave because y'all do it because you think when you give something, it's yours. That's why you don't give. The Bible says the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. And the fullness thereof. The earth, where you at? Where your money at? The earth is the Lord and the fullness Thereof is the Lord. So when you give back to God what is already his, we don't grieve over it. You mad because you think it's yours. It ain't even yours. I told y'all that a couple weeks ago. Look at that. Look at that time. I'm going to stop here. I could keep going, but I'm talking about y'all. I'm talking about giving. Y'all getting the wrong impression. Mm-mm-mm. Hey, teacher. Freely give. <laughs> yes. Hey, all right. Let me move myself out your way. Thank you. Yes, I do. <laughs> You're a little tall today, too. Okay. <laughs> my, um, oh, my goodness. God has been mindful of me. I, I love it when you... See, we resist 
the going through. Uh, have a testimony. The, uh, my testimony was a lot of hardship, a lot of suffering, uh, some physical fighting. Was. Gun in hand. <laughs> a real, a real testimony. But I, I did. I counted all joy. And I, the song is so prophetic. The words is let God be God. And I did because you can't change anyone. Uh, and you only have control of your life. But I, I, I believe God. I believe every word that he said. And he plainly said to me, he said, I will turn your captivity. And it's going to be as if you dream. And truly, my life is just that. Not that there's no spiritual uh, dark attacks that is, has ceased on my life. That's still there because that's what it's going to be to the end. But I'm able to stand and not to feel the attacks. All right? I'm aware that there is a, a war going on. But the impact, I don't feel that because my, my life is hidden in Christ. And when you become to be a, simply a, a spectator and not someone who's participating in the war, it's truly uh, a dream come true. You're not overtaken by what you see, your circumstance, people not acting right, all these other things, I tell you. Um, but Pastor, you look good. I love my man of God. Anyway, it is something else when you walk together, not only walk together, you know, naturally in the things that you like to do. See, the things we like to do is simply the word. <laughs> and we do some other natural things we like to do. But uh, that's what brings us the most joy is the word of God and what we share. But this giving to give, I learned a lot. But what I, I learned, uh, what I believe is uh, one of the most important things that I realized in the teaching is that there is, and it's sad, because of how we've been brought up in church, most of us, and how we've been taught about giving, mm -hmm. is that, and the disobedience that we experience the first part of service, Man of God, can we go to Romans 2.5 real quick? Um, pastor, we, we have this thing called pathogenesis. This ongoing anxiety when it comes to giving. It's a it's pathogenesis. It's now built in you. And what keeps it to be built in is your stubbornness. Yeah. It's, this brings anxiety. <coughs> it brings fear. Go ahead, man of God. Romans chapter 2 at verse 5. 
but by your callous stubbornness and impenitence of heart, you are storing up wrath and indignation for yourself on the day of wrath and indignation, when God's righteous judgment, just doom, will be revealed. So you're, we're talking about, so you go back to, you know, your soul and how it's going to come back to you, overflowing, pressed down, running together, and it's a man give to your bosom all this, but it speaks about here, this cup. But it's a cup of wrath. It, we're talking about judgment. Yeah. And so let's go back to just judgment. Judgment itself is what he's saying. Don't judge unless you'll be judged. So he's saying naturally it's being critical, judgmental, finding fault. So when we judge, we normally find fault in someone. You're being critical. You're trying to find out and see what's wrong with them. You're judging. But except you judge yourself that way first, you can't righteously judge the other person. You have to first find fault within you. Yep, yep, yep. See, but we end up sitting back and we're being critical. We, we're, look, we are seeking to find fault. So this is what we do in all of our relationship. We seek to find what's wrong with you. When I can't do anything about what's wrong with you, I can do something about what's wrong with me, whatever fault that's in me. <laughs> but the word of God says, when he speaks about measure, and then that'll be what you measure, be measured back to you. What's he saying? And only God can measure. So, and he measured by two things. Justice and mercy. Pastor, I thank God for this. Because people, see, when you speak about giving automatically it's in, look, it's innate to rebel against it because it's anxiety when the bill is due. When, when you late, but, but this is the thing that they're related to. So this is a pathogenesis. This is the beginning of anxiety. It's in your finances. It's in your finances. See, we think it comes from somewhere else. And it's been passed down in generations. Because you know what? When it comes to certain cultures, see, the hospitality and just the giving, they do it even in their home. Again, I say, if you have someone who stay at your house or come to visit, you should give up your bed. You give them the best of everything in your home. But what do we do? We give them the worst thing in our home. We give them the most used 
robe or whatever you're going to give them, right? <laughs> you don't go and give them the best because that will cost you to give. <laughs> so it's, as a believer, that's disobedience. So we're building up wrath. And we can honestly... See, again, so mercy and justice is not measured back to you because these are the only two things that God measures. is justice and mercy. You have to give mercy to receive mercy. So you are storing that up. We have this, and I'll just end because I'm, I'm not, you know, I just want to expound on what I learned <laughs> and what we all should have at least gotten out of this is that, Pastor, there is a materialistic spell over the believers. It's a spell. It's a spell. Because you have to, mm, you work hard getting the house. You get a second job to pay for the car. Do you get a second job to, to give and advance the kingdom of God? See, again, you work hard. Oh, now, how is a whole different story because he you know, almost cut, got his foot cut off. Look, as a supplement job, for the kingdom of God. He almost lost his foot. And this is what he, he needs his whole body in the type of work that he does. But this was because, look, his mission is to give. His focus is to give of himself in every area, every day. And this is the true believer. But it's still, it's a spell. I need us to get this, Pastor. Before we leave, if you don't remember anything else, you have to remove the spell that's over your heart. And this is why it's a heart issue. Because your heart is the place that holds your treasure. And for some reason, money it's the thing that brings you the most passion, love. People kill for it. It don't have to be much. My cousin killed a, a girl just for, and she had two kids, just for $40. End it all. Oh, it's real. Matter of fact, with two of his girls, I guess he was just hanging out with. He was a drug dealer. But she took his $40 and killed her friend that was with her. It's a spell. Money. 
materialistic things. It's, it's how it makes you feel. It's a false sense of I made it. It's a false sense of I'm somebody. It's a false sense of identity. It's a spell. This is why we grieve, Pastor. But you have to remove this stubbornness out of your life. And I ain't gonna call up nobody else's name, but I'm telling you, but Roberta is someone who not only give of herself, but her home. And even when she in a place of could not look to be favorable, that she still gives. But this is a true believer. You give when things are not favorable. It's good judgment. And See, it it's it's good judgment. And reason, but, but so you do have to mark people who are actually doing what the word of God says. Look, on a consistent, look, this is my life. And if we would but just continue to really seek God's face and, and not look at, because it's some things that the enemy has already put in place in our life. And your mind is, see, your mind is locked in on it. And so we're able to keep back from God. And it's, it's, it's not just money, but money is the, the root of all evil. It's the root of your evil. This is why it has to be brought up. Your heart has to be brought up. But when we bring up your heart, we have to bring up your treasure. And still yet, some will still not change their mind. Because you know why? You have your own doctrine. And in the last and evil days in which we're in, that cup will be filled with wrath from God. But my, I'm believing that you feel. But I'm believing that this spell of things that are materialistic, that is removed from your mind. And you can't be convinced to say that you're doing other things for God. So let me add and sum that up. Let it be my time. Let it be that I'm, I'm feeding the homeless, the, those who are hungry. Let, let it be that. It, can't, it has to be your entire stewardship. God requires all of you. Amen. So he can, so the things that you've been praying about can actually manifest. So this is the time. Pastor gonna he's gonna take this to the end. Okay. So this is the end of service, but um Pastor, thank you. Can, can you just can you come up here with me? Can we come to a mic on too?